Hello, this is Ricky. And this is Joe, and this is the Season 2, Episode 20 episode of the Beer and Broadband Podcast. It should come out on November the 11th, 2019. And... I totally screwed that up because I say the in front of the season two every time. It is season two, episode 20. There we go. Uh, we only have one more episode this season, so for anybody that's out there that's uh, looking to catch up on all your beer and broadband goodness, make sure you get into that episode next week. And uh, there's the, the Cooper in the background. He's uh, making noises, moaning and stuff like that, just in case you didn't know. Let's talk about the beer before we get into the other topics. So uh, we have the Old Hickory Brewing Imperial Stout brewed with honey. Um, it is, it says it's brewed and bottled by Old Hickory. And it gives us a, a bottled on date, which is kind of nice. Um, they got some nice artwork here, Hell Honey, and they've got uh, some neat stuff there. It is 10.5% ABV. Um, and that is all they have on here about this beer. <laughs> they don't have anything else. So, uh, tell me what you think about it. It's not bad. It's a little bit more bitter than I'd like. It, um, yeah. it, it might be me, but, um, it tastes exactly like I expected for it to. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that honey aftertaste. Yeah, there is a little bit of it. Um, I really think probably they're just using honey just instead of a malt and they're just kind of brewing like a traditional strout which does give you some stuff it gives you a little bit of an aftertaste because honey's not 100 percent fermentable right you know uh, there's always a little bit of it left behind so it can give some sweetness it is definitely um a stout it is definitely brewed with honey uh it is but i like stouts and so mm. it's it's everything that i like in a stout it's creamy mm -hmm. it's um it's got that bitterness um it's not perfect, but uh, it's not the best out I've ever had. But it definitely fits the theme of today's episode. Yeah, it does. It could, uh, I think, just when you read a bottle like brewed with honey, and you're someone that has brewed a lot of stuff with honey, I was expecting a slightly different direction. But, I mean, you're right. It's a very, like, traditional stout. They're probably just using honey instead of malt. Yeah. And, boom, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um so there's not much else you can say about it if you like stouts and you like mead this is something worth trying um it is not the pinnacle of either but mm -hmm. it is it's pretty good I, I i like it yeah so let's uh move on to the cluster i'm gonna let you talk about the okay nectar creek cluster yeah, cranberry so this and strawberry. Is nectar creek cluster cranberry and strawberry session mead made with 100% raw honey directly from beekeepers. I love when they do this. They got the actual nutritional facts on it. It's a 12 ounce can, 140 calories, 5 grams of sugar. <laughs> they actually have like ingredients. Water, honey, cranberries, strawberries, and sulfites. Which the sulfites is what you put in for as a preservative and to kill the yeast. So that makes sense. Um, 5.1 ABV. Oh, well, there, there goes Cooper. Cooper, stop. Please. <laughs> He's in here every time, but today it's you know what? It's the day after Halloween. There's ghosts in the house. Yeah, that's got to that's got to be what it is. So I like it. It has definitely a very nice honey and strawberry flavor. Mm -hmm. um, for anybody that didn't catch it, six ABV, six percent ABV, five point one, 
5.1% ABV. So it's not not super alcoholic, not not if you want a mead, it's got a nice mm-hmm. crisp flavor, very fruity. The honey is nice in it. It's a very sippable drink. It is. It is very sippable. I like that this is something with cranberry in it that doesn't go for cranberry cocktail. Like it does have some of that tartness, you know, like regular cranberry juice with no sugar added to it. Not sweet. You know, it's got that soury, almost bittery taste to it, which is good because that balances out really well with the strawberry. And it's got a cute little bee on the picture on yep. it. <laughs> so, uh, that said, I uh, think you should save a little bit of that because you're going to need some probably. Okay. Go ahead and take these. All right. And pop a few in your mouth. Eat them one at a time, I think. Okay. And I, I, if you want some more, I saved you some. So... This is not on the on the uh, stuff. I just surprised Ricky with this. He knew I was going to make him eat something, but it's M and M's white candy corn candy. <laughs> I knew it. I, I'm going to admit when you picked the package, like, oh, those are M and M's, and he told me not to have any, and we need to wait for the podcast. I was like, what's the worst thing they could have done for him? And I'm thinking I've had most of the weird flavors that aren't any good. But then he was like, would they put candy corn in an M&M? That'd be so nasty. Why would you do it? Of course, this isn't as bad as what I was thinking. It's not candy this... corn in an M&M. It's, it's M&M with the chocolate flavored with the different stripes of the candy corn. Yes. So see, that is better than what was pictured in my head. Yeah. Which it was like how they've done the caramel ones, which is a regular M&M with caramel inside. Mm-hmm. I was worried it was going to be a regular M&M with actual candy corn inside. Candy corn inside. That would be horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, you know, cho- chocolate and candy corn isn't that bad, but they need to be separate and then mix in yeah. your mouth, not together all at once. But yeah, so um, they come, <laughs> they're orange, yellow, and white. Um, definitely uh, not my favorite M&M's. Mm-hmm. They're very interesting candies. Not the sort of thing that I want to spend those sugar calories yeah. on. But, um, yeah, it's uh, an interesting candy proposition. Yeah, I probably wouldn't buy them, but they're also not the worst flavored m ms I've had. Definitely not. Um, I just thought I wanted to get your uh, mm-hmm. your reaction on audio uh, for the whole world to, to kind of here out there. Yeah, that's that's not great. That's in the those limited edition collection of of stuff, which I hate because I feel like as just people, they see, "Oh, this is a limited time. I should buy one and try it because they might be good and I can't get them later." Yep. 90% of the time, the limited edition thing is awful. <laughs> you buy it just cuz it's limited edition and to try it. I would never buy that M&M. Nope. Just like they also did like a, they do like some Easter coconut ones or something like that, which are limited edition. Yep. They might not be limited edition anymore, but I know they used to be. Those were awful. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily always love the M and M stuff, but I mean, this was this was an interesting hmm. thing to try. So, gave it a go. It uh, it was on sale for fifty percent off at Target after <laughs> there Halloween. You go. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were, but there was only one bag left. So people had bought them. Yeah, again, limited time. It's on sale. Yep. You know, the, the monkey brain part of the human is like, ooh. <laughs> rare and and cheap. Yep. So going to be pawning those off on people in church, you know, or, or whatever, so they can't. We can save some and we'll put them in the, uh, 
whatever it's called, the Boone and Bane cards. Oh, it's yeah. Like, real life. Bane, you got to eat a handful of these. Eat a handful of these and talk at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, let's talk about Google acquiring Fitbit. Mm-hmm. So have you heard about this? I have, and I'm not too surprised by it. As an owner of a Fitbit, how do you feel about this? Eh, if I was more linked into the social side of Fitbit, where they've got like their little website and you, you know do your calorie logging and make friends groups and all that stuff, I would be more concerned about it because I don't really trust Google a lot with a whole lot of my information. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who really only uses the stuff that's on the bit itself, but it's, it's, I mean, there's still you know biometrical data there to an extent, heart rate and things like that. Um, but I've got one of the ones that's not GPS enabled. Yeah. So. I don't know, because I'm neutral on it. Uh, I, I'm not surprised it happened because Google came out hard trying to have their own fitness stuff um, that just kind of fell through because Fitbit already had the market. They just couldn't win the market back from Fitbit. So that always ends with the bigger company just buying the smaller company. They also haven't been able to get their own watch off the ground. Like mm-hmm. Google does not have, and, and Google is an acquisitions company now. Yeah. yeah well, we say Google, but really it's, it's, the, alphabet. it's the alphabet yeah. company, right? But the 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 much like a Cisco or a Microsoft at this point, a lot of those companies now they don't necessarily make new things; they buy things mm-hmm. that other people have made, and then they improve on it or iterate yeah. it, move it into their own branding. So I think this could be really good for both Google and Fitbit mm-hmm. in terms of people that enjoy Android can get a default watch, kind of like the Apple Watch. Yeah. Uh, as someone who's used the Samsung Samsung watch, I've got it on right now, that Galaxy watch. I don't love the Galaxy watch. It is, I have worn it for a while. I still use it. And I mean, this is not a Galaxy watch hate. I, mm-hmm. I wear it. It's got some positive things. I like the the fitness tracking and stuff on it. But I'm probably going to get a Fitbit. Uh, I've been looking at, at yeah. getting one because they're so much cheaper. And um, the only thing that kills me is it doesn't have GPS built in. I don't. Some of them do. I don't care if it's got all the other things mm-hmm. around it that that works. It's the the very fact that the cheaper ones don't have the GPS yeah, yeah. built in that bothers me. So I'm hoping that. Google will bring some of that stuff with it and better integration natively mm-hmm. with Android. Yeah, that's kind of the thing I'd like to see is the better integration because it's it's not bad, but clearly you know Google and Apple have their reasons to maybe not want it to be the best integration possible because they've got their own platforms that we're trying to do. So I'd love to see some of those little kinks get worked out because there are some there's a little bit of weird stuff that happens with the Fitbit. Of like really how you got to set up the syncing so that it actually syncs right with Android and stuff like that, but yeah, we'll see. I just hope they kind of give it the money and it deserves. I mean, as as an acquisitions company, you know there is a conversation happening right now between the current fitness group mm-hmm. and Fitbit of well, how's that integration going to work? Are we going to have both? Are we going to consolidate both? Are we going to lay off all the Fitbit people and just give the Fitbit stuff to the people who are doing the Google stuff? You know, If that gets handled kind of with some respect, some nice merging there, and it really becomes the new offering 
and not the competing offerings within the company, it's it's probably going to turn out okay. I I agree, um, but you know, ha- having worked in a place where you have to help other companies kind of mm-hmm. integrate and stuff like that, it it is interesting just to watch something like this happen. Yeah. We've got two big things mm-hmm. that are coming together. So here's another thing that I read about this. It looked like Facebook was trying to buy Fitbit, and mm-hmm. they just didn't offer as much as Google did. And so, would it change your thought on this? You know, because it seems like you're fairly positive about it. Yeah. Well, would it make you a little bit, a little bit? Well, you're yeah. you're more on the positive side than the negative side. I'd, I'd say. Yeah. Because like, you have some positive things to say about it. Yeah. There could be some good stuff that happens from it. Yeah. So, what about with with Facebook? If it no. had bought, no, I would be very upset. No. And it's not. And really, all the positive things still apply. They could still put a lot of resources in it. They could make it better. But with Facebook, I would immediately worry that it's going to require Facebook integration, like a lot of their other stuff does. It's like, oh, you want to make an account? Sign in with your Facebook account. We're going to automatically put this on your feed. You know, it's What I like about the Fitbit is that I can be disconnected from all that social stuff. If I want just a fitness tracker, I can have just a fitness tracker. And I feel like Google will still allow that where Facebook's drive would be to, no, this is now a Facebook integration product, you know? I, I totally agree with you. I, I would be so upset. This would be just the Oculus over again. And the, I mean, for all the like really cool things the Oculus can do, it is, it, it is it, I mean, they basically focused on the mobile mm-hmm. development of the device. Um, the Oculus Go has some really great things about it from like a technological standpoint, but from um, spying and media and, and gathering, it's, I mean, it is like one of the perfect devices for that. Like it can see all the things that you do. So I'm not super happy about the Facebook acquiring other things. I feel yeah. like, you know, one of the best options we had for great VR that was affordable you know, got consumed by them and they just kind of, they didn't, I wouldn't say they ruined it, but they used it in a way that, that was not customer focused. You became the product for Oculus, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's a, uh, a concern that I would have with anything. I mean, Google's going to do something similar with the Fitbit, but I, I don't, just for some reason, and this may be just my my perception of it. Maybe maybe I, that I'm a little bit fanboy for Google. I don't know. I, I don't really love Google, but I use their products more than I do anything like uh, Amazon or mm-hmm. you know I, I I use Amazon all the time. I I like Amazon, but I I all my a lot of my home automation and things like that that I've set up ties into my Google Home mm-hmm. products, um, and I don't know if I necessarily like those things spying on me but I have them because they're convenient and they make my life better in some ways so I don't know Uh, it it is it is a concern we've talked about it many times before Um, however yeah Facebook acquiring Fitbit I see as if Amazon had acquired it I probably wouldn't be as concerned. Mm-hmm. I might not want it as much because it would only fit in with their, their, you know, 
Kindle Fire yeah. line of products, and I don't use those as much. But I wouldn't be as I wouldn't be upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the iPhone 11 Pro, not the Pro Max, but the Pro. So I got an iPhone 11 Pro um, through uh, connection. Um, and that that was work and yeah. I, I didn't get it from apple or anything like that this is not a sponsored segment i'm not reviewing it for that purpose mm -hmm. but um i'm more excited about the case that i got for it mm -hmm. than than the the pro so when we were talking about it earlier i did not tell you that uh you know the back of it's super slippery yeah. that's why i got yeah. a case for it because it's it's super slick it's just got glass i couldn't hold it in my hand and I was worried that I was going to drop it constantly. With the case on, it's, it's grippy, and the case doesn't add a lot of weight or size to it. It feels solid. It's a well-made device. Mm -hmm. um, and the screen-to-body ratio is good. I hate the notch. I don't know if you noticed the notch up there. Yeah, yeah. I hate that notch. Um, so before I go much further into it, I gave you about two seconds where you could look at a picture I took, a video mm -hmm. I took, and uh, play a game for a few seconds on yeah. it. What were your initial impressions, uh, barring any of the other things that I said mm -hmm. about it? What were your initial impressions on the phone? I don't know. I mean, it was... When you just talk about the phone overall, they were all very good quality. When you talk about comparing it to another flagship like the Samsung, they were about the same. I mean, I, I maybe if I had a long time to look, I'd see some differences. But for all the talk of the three cameras... It didn't seem like it was that amazing of an improvement opposed to what I'd already used to like take pictures of my kid. I I can uh, I can agree with that. So this model of um, the iPhone 11 Pro is uh, right at a thousand dollars. I think it was like eleven hundred dollars. Space yeah. gray, two hundred fifty six. Yeah, it's like a um, so it's twelve hundred dollars for this this model it's more expensive than the galaxy note 9 that i was using mm. um to get the same equivalent stuff yeah. that, that would be in it uh, i prefer the galaxy note 9 they feel equally as responsive the um the neither of them have like a super high refresh rate display or anything like that the galaxy note 9 has a headphone jack which i enjoy mm. the samsung um, Galaxy S10 also has a headphone jack, and I kind of prefer that. I've used that phone too. One of the things that I did notice is that this one has some interesting camera effects, and the videos are very nice. It, I would not say it's the king of cameras. Mm -hmm. um, it is a little bit better than my Note 9, you know, as, as far as like yeah. video and and um, picture taking. Also, the um, the uh, uh, S10. It's a little bit better than that as, mm. as far as that goes. Has wire uh, wireless power. Doesn't do wireless power share. But now let's talk about the software on it. Because this is where it really hits me. If you love Apple software, if you love iOS, it's fine. I love iOS on the tablet. The mm. iOS 13, the new integrations they have with the tablet. We talked about that. Dark mode, all that yeah. other stuff. I love dark mode on the phone. All those things are great. I don't like that my Android phone doesn't have those features, mm -hmm. but it's coming, you know, because my eventually the Samsung will catch up with what Google's natively done. Yeah. One of the problems that I have with this though is where the notifications show up. It's hard to get to the because of the the chin here, mm -hmm. you know that that thing. 
if I want to get to my notifications, um, I have to, you know, scroll down from the top and like kind of get it in a weird spot. But if I don't get it in exactly the right spot, I pull down the Wi-Fi and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Which, um, you know, that's all integrated into the same movement mm-hmm. on the Android phone. Um, and and maybe maybe that's just because that's my preference. So I'm not saying that you should hate or love this. The big thing I have is the widgets, where the widgets are. Having to move to another screen or something like that when my widgets on my Android phone are on mm-hmm. the home screen if I want them to be. I can arrange them in a place where I can just turn on my lights or something, power on a, a piece of equipment or something like that. And then the notifications. The constant, like, everything is just, like, going at you constantly. And, and even when you have it silenced, it vibrates and yeah. things like that. Yeah. I, when I want all the stuff silenced, like I've got the silence button on right now, mm-hmm. it still vibrates at me. Yeah, yeah, um, it does. I, I don't like that. So Yeah, my Samsung phone did the same thing until I turned that off. Well, okay. so the thing is, I've turned that off, and it still does it. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. at least in the Android when there's a setting that you turn off vibrate when silenced. Yeah, so only when Do Not Disturb is on is when, okay. it, does, is when it does that. So it's still, it still, like, nags me a bit. And finally... Something that I use all the time when I take the dog out at night is the flashlight on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd think that if you, you know, did that or something yeah. and turned the flashlight on, even though the phone's unlocked, it won't turn the flashlight on. I have to go up here go up there. and hit That's the flashlight. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of extra movement for me. I just don't mm-hmm. find it as efficient. These are my personal preferences. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think you would agree, if you like a, a slightly smaller phone, you don't like a large mm-hmm. phone, this is a great phone. This is, this is an awesome phone. Um, it's, not, it's not like hands above anything else. So it's all, it's all down to your preferences yeah. on things. It's not like, I love, I love this or I love that, but this is not the phone for me. It doesn't give me anything that I'm, well, no, let me back up. There is there are, there are two awesome features that I am tempted to stay on this phone because of. Mm-hmm. One is iMessage. Android and just about everything else has not figured out RCS, and that bugs the crap out of me. I've often thought about switching back to uh, an Apple phone because someone called me on this phone, it showed up on my iPad, and it'll show up on my Mac that I have that integration is awesome. I want it across everything though. Like I want to be able to install something and it work on my windows computer. It work on my iPad. It work on my phone. I want to be able to do it across the board. I don't want to just have it on one spot. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but that said, it's the best that I can get right now. As far as that goes, I've tried the Android messenger on the, the web app. Have you ever tried that before? Yeah, I've used um, a little bit. Like I, I know it's there. I've, I've done it a couple times, but not extensively. Uh, well, that's the closest thing that I found other than using some sort of other thing to take over your phone call, like a VoIP-type device mm-hmm. like um, Wire or Hangouts or something like that, which Google is suppo- supposedly killing Hangouts. So I'm I'm really... I'm, I'm more interested in the awesomeness that is this sort of integration and how it just kind of flawlessly works 
but it's not the best that it could be because it's not cross-platform. I can't use it anywhere. I, they don't have like a Linux app or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's not just in any web browser. So because of that, it just really, it makes me sad that that functionality, which is the most killer functionality that I can get, is not available everywhere. Yeah. And if that was opened up, I mean, I would keep this phone in a heartbeat if I could just use it anywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. I, I And that's the draw, I think, of Apple's ecosystem. It's slick. It's pretty. And they have, like, some killer features that make it function just right. Yeah. But everything else that I hear about it, that I see, that I that I tie into, mm -hmm. it just really, it, it kills me that it's not it's it's not uh more open yeah yeah you really got to buy into it to get all the the best parts of it yeah i'm gonna go on a mini rant though this whole thing with phones got to get smaller and thinner now has not only killed our headphone jacks you can't find good extended batteries anymore that's what i was looking up on my phone it's like okay well at least the last time i had an apple phone i really liked it not so much for the phone itself because i was able to get a case i think it was made by anchor that had like an extra three battery lives worth of charge. Mm -hmm. It was a brick. And everyone would be like, oh, why is your phone so huge? Like it was like this thick and I yep. hold up like two inches. But it was so awesome <laughs> just to like only have to charge your phone like once a week. It's like, oh, you're at work, it's getting low. Boom, just slip the, the charger on, powers it up as it uses it. And it would go fast enough that even if you were really using the phone, it was still charging it. Oh, it was great. Loved it. So the... Well, let's let's get into that for a moment because I think I think that's a that's a um, a valid thing. I don't think those are needed anymore, and I, I used to think they were like the coolest thing ever because mm -hmm. it was a built-in battery, you know, that you could. Yeah. But with a um, with like anchors technology and batteries, they now have battery banks like Anchor and um, the other one that makes battery. Mm -hmm. uh, they, it starts with an A two, and I can't remember it right off the top of my head. But they, um, they have batteries that you can just set the phone on instead of having to plug a wire into it. Yeah, but that's they, not my, my thing. Like, I, I get what you're saying. It's yeah. easier to charge it. But I use my phone a lot. Like I use it for music. That's how I consume most of my media. It's how I like, read most of my news stuff because I've got other things going on with my computers. It was nice just to, it just to be always on you yeah. for a consistent amount of time. And they still have them, but they're not like the huge depth anymore. It's like the best one I could find was like an extra 120% battery life. So like, okay, so you get like a whole extra charge out of it, which isn't as bad because the phones last longer. But there was something that was really nice about the like, I could take this phone with me on a trip or something. I used to do it all the time when we go to Tennessee to see family. I didn't have to bring, like if I forgot my charger, who cares? Because yeah. I've got like, a week of battery life anyway you know yeah I, I mean i understand that i i i but i the phones then were so much less powerful like in terms of what they could do with the battery mm. what you could charge with it and things like that that really it you can't you can't get that same sort of performance out of at, at the same power level now you know because we've got like mm. octa-core because i mean those those cores are like single core or dual core you know processors yeah. that ran less than a gigahertz and now like all of our 
processors that were running in these. I think this one's a, an octa-core. That one, I think, is a uh, this was a six-core, and that was an octa-core or something like that. You know, like they they're all running at multiple cores. They're all over a gigahertz. Some of them are two gigahertz or yeah, higher. but that that doesn't have anything to really do with it, though. I it, mean, it it absolutely does because it has to do with the power consumption. So the but the that's phone, what's different. Yeah, like when you when I look at the case I used to have. It was whatever it's measured in. It was like 20,000 mega ohms or whatever the storage capacity of those are. The ones that you can get for these phones now, because they want to stay slim, are 6,000. Like, that's the problem. It's the case that doesn't have as much storage because they want the phone to be smaller. Yeah, well, okay, so I, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying with that. And you have, and in order to get that same like 20, 21,000 milliamps of mm -hmm. uh, battery power, you have to have like an external battery power, yeah. battery brick. But to get the same, um, like to get higher charging, to get like all the circuitry that you need to be able to make it do some of the things, you can't put it on the, like it would be like this thick. It'd be, it'd be the, the size of a, the battery pack plus that, that you have externally. Um, or at least that's my understanding of it. I'm no expert yeah. in that, in that area. It's, but well... There, there is some trade-off with size, but I mean, like the the brick that I have, that is fairly large. I mean, it's not, it's bigger than my phone, but really not that much bigger than my phone, um, in terms of like how long it is and stuff. Yeah. That's sixty. If you take a third of what my charger is, and you slap that on the back of my phone, I would be happy. It would make my phone a little bit of a brick again. You yeah. know, it'd be the two inches thick, but I'm okay with that. Like I like larger phones. I don't mind heavier phones. You know, I wouldn't mind if it had like a little docking station attached to it to give it like eight plugins. Yeah. Because, you know, I get that it's mobile, but it had to be that mobile for me. I just want to go back to that. I'm sure maybe someone somewhere sells one, but I still remember that as the glory day of my first like real mobile phone was just the, like, it was still the size. If you remember um, like the old phones from the 90s that mm -hmm. were kind of like the bricks, like it was like yeah. two Nokia slapped together and I loved it. <laughs> I, I I do I do like those things, um, but I I think I think the other criticism I have around that area mm -hmm. is the charging port. We everything else uses USB C. You've got yeah. an iPad that uses USB C. Why the heck is that are you using a Lightning uh, port yeah, no. for this? This is stupid. It's USB 2.0. You can't even get USB 3 transfer transfer speeds mm -hmm. over US over a Lightning port. At least as far as I know. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's like a universal standard, and you invented it, ooh, but that, that just like the proprietary of it, it kills the the killer features for me. Like I'm it like, does, this yeah. is great, but it's super proprietary. It's a, a trade-off. They give you good things, they give you bad things. And, and you're gonna charge me through the nose for yeah. the privilege of not having as good of an experience as as other things. Yeah, I don't. Well, that's don't like uh, that. have you seen the the latest episode of um. The Good Place? No, I haven't. You That's kind of what it's it, about. Well, no, it's just uh, there is a joke about Apple in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll have to watch it then. Um, but yeah, so that that's all my gripes. Uh, but I, I don't want to leave on a negative thought. I mean, there is some really awesome tech in this phone. Mm -hmm. There's um, a sensing chip that's like the Bionic 11 or something like that. Yeah. But basically, it when it's near another another chip that's the same, it can tell the distance that it is away from something. Mm -hmm. So if like somebody has an iPhone on them and you're taking a picture of them, it can tell how far away they are and help to adjust for that. Um, it's it's got some some neat things to it. So 
Let's talk about the Impal H12 hybrid active noise canceling headphones. So you got to spend about 15 minutes listening to those. Mm -hmm. I've been spending about three weeks uh, listening to them. Give me your thoughts on what you think about these phone, about these headphones after listening to them. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you how much they cost, but let's, let's compare them right now to the Sennheiser ANC, the active noise canceling headphones. Okay. I'm trying to remember exactly which ones those were. The, those are the, the one we, we both agreed they, they sounded great. Mm -hmm. They have great noise canceling. Uh, we also have the Microsoft ones. The only one of the great, of the top tier noise canceling headphones that we've tried um, are not are the Bose. I, I don't okay. have I don't have any of those. But the the gotcha. Sennheiser or the Microsoft ones, okay. whatever. Yeah, I remember the the Microsoft one was a little bit newer. I remember that okay. one better. Um, I will say these headphones made me sad. Okay. Because I first listened to them wired directly to my phone with the noise canceling turned off, and I really liked them. They had really good sound quality. There was even still some cancellation just because they're a snug fit and they're closed back. You know, you can still hear some stuff in the background, but it's drowned out pretty well, especially with how good the music quality is and the volume control is. You really couldn't hear that much. You know, I could hear you like playing with your dog, but not, yep. not to an excessive degree. I then took them out. I felt good about it. And you're like, okay, now listen to them wired. So I, I hooked them up and I listened to them on Bluetooth. And while the audio quality was worse it wasn't worse to a super significant degree but it had popping like the bluetooth connection wasn't good for something like directly right next to it um and that kind of killed i said okay but now there's this little canceling thing on boom i turned the canceling on the canceling makes the sound quality worse mm -hmm. it i mean it does cancel better than not having it but it also warps the audio. It's some weird little pass-through thing where just like everything gets high-pitched. You know, I had to play this thing where I was like, well, hearing you talk and turn it on and watch your voice get really high like this. <laughs> and then flip it down and you go back to normal. I was like, okay, that's a little weird. Um, and I tried it both ways and it's like, the just the base default, I'm just a headphone with none of my special features was pretty good. But every little additional feature I turned on made the most important part the audio works. That is that is very interesting. So I had some similar experiences with it. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that problem. That may that may come down to uh, something to do with the way that your your phone classified these. Because I had a similar problem with my Sennheisers when I hooked them up to uh, the P50X. I think mm -hmm. that's what they're they're called. Um, I had a similar problem with them when I hooked them up to my. Um, one of my computers because it was uh, classifying it as a mic you know, like I was setting up to do a phone call. Oh. It was not classifying it as um, a set of headphones and I had to go in and manually do it okay. to, make, to make it do that. So I wonder if that's what was happening with you because I did not have that problem. With okay. these. And I, ha I haven't experienced that. I've, been, I've used them for uh, I've had them for about a month and I've used them for several weeks uh, I, I really like use them over the last week a good bit, and so first let's talk about the negatives. One, they're hybrid ANC, so it's some software, some mm -hmm. some other things. They they don't really push out all the noise around you, yeah. so it's just it just makes it more muffled. And you're right, 
about the way that it decreases the it also muffles the music that you're mm-hmm. listening to so like it has like it it makes the highs lower and kind of dulls out yeah. the, the highs and it takes and, mu- and muddies some of the mid bass and bass together so not that they're really super bassy headphones they've got a they've got a bit of a a bit more bass than some of the other headphones that i that i prefer I, you know um they're not audiophile no. in any way um i do agree that they sound pretty good wired they're a little depending on what sort of uh amp you're using so like on my s10 which has i think a slightly more powerful amp they have like a higher volume mm-hmm. but on the note 9 i noticed that i did not get the same level of like push into okay. the headphones so it felt like they weren't getting pushed as well where my note 9 doesn't really have a problem with like some of my other sennheisers like the hd um mm-hmm. uh, uh 690s that i have um i think that's the the model that it doesn't have it, it doesn't have a problem with pushing those but for some reason it just didn't do as good of a job on these the battery life is pretty decent. I think it's about five hours, six hours, um, something like that. So I can listen to them, um, you know, for a while. And I left, I've left them without having to be charged. So I don't listen to music constantly. It's not like I just like pull them out and I'm walking around listening yeah. to it while I'm on the bus or something. So you know, I have like an hour or two hours. And so from session to session, it feels really nice. I like the feel of this pleather stuff they have for the um the cushion that's really that's really nice um so as you can tell i've moved into the positives Mm -hmm. not not staying at the negatives (laughs) but um the 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 one the one thing that i i really do like about it is that it feels comfortable yeah it's nice it's nice comfortable and if i was just looking for something to be able to um kind of run around uh you know town and i don't want to scuff up my really nice headphones i'm not going on a trip or anything i'm just going like on a bus ride or i'm doing something like that and i'm I'm, if i break these you know i'm not going to be super sad about it because they're not as great yeah that that's kind of where i see these fitting in um and so the sennheisers 200 to 300 dollars depending on when you buy them. it would be anywhere from i've seen them as low as like 215 and you know this my the surface headphones are about the same yeah i prefer the sennheisers the mm-hmm. pcx um 550s i think is what is the model number i prefer those to these um but these were like 35 bucks when i bought them oh really yeah okay so does that change your your i mean not not necessarily your your opinion on them but you know, would you buy these as compared to something else for like some just kind of bang around? And I think I got them on sale. They might be normally like around yeah. fifty, but I mean, I even even for fifty, that that does change the expectation a little bit. Um, I'm not sure I could ever use them wireless. I don't know. Maybe I have to check to see if they were set up incorrectly on my phone. The thing that kills me with the wireless is the popping. You know, I I, I can't handle that. But it's just a wired headset. They're really passable. Like I, I'd probably never put the noise canceling on, but for fifty bucks, that's a that's a good sounding headset. Yeah, it is. And Impal makes some pretty good wireless 
like inexpensive wireless mm. stuff. I've used their Firefly. I've used some of their other products before. This is the 2019 version of this um, H12. Um, I don't remember what the 2018 version was. Mm. Some people say they like the 2018 version better. Um, so if you can find them in stock and you wanted to like try either one, I think they're worth a sh- worth a go. Yeah, um, I mean, fifty bucks. I mean, anything sixty or below, that's a that's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah, let me see, let me see what they are on Amazon right now, um, just because I think I don't want to misrepresent it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, when we're the thing in my head, I'm comparing them to like the Surface headset. That's like two hundred dollars plus. I can't tolerate like for two hundred bucks. I wouldn't be able to tolerate the mm-hmm. audio cancellation not actually working very well, popping in the Bluetooth stuff like that. But we're talking like really that's a budget pair of headsets. Yeah, that's about the cost that people would spend on like a slightly above average earbud. Yeah, you know, so, it's forty nine ninety nine on Amazon right now. It's not on sale. Yeah, uh, I'm actually buy those. Yeah, uh, my current headphones are starting to they're not dead yet, but I'm starting to have issues with them. So, man, that turned my review all around. It's like, oh, I don't think I don't really like these. I'm really disappointed with these. Oh, it's fifty bucks. Yeah, I'll buy them. Yeah, for fifty bucks, you know, I'm much more willing to tolerate the the complaints I have about it. So they they have thirty hours of playtime. I said five mm-hmm. to six. I I think I was incorrect about that. Okay. I have not run them out yet, and I've yeah. I've only charged them twice. Okay. I even let somebody else borrow them. Um, a, a, a common person we know, uh, for a little while, and I don't think they charged them the whole time they had. So I've, I've charged them twice. I charged them up to make sure that they didn't die when, we, when you were listening to mm-hmm. them. But other than that, man, I have I have no complaints about these yeah. that, that are serious. I think for what they do, they're worthwhile. Yeah, for what they do, especially at the price range, they do it. Yeah. That's... Uh... That's respectable. They're pretty compact too. That, now, for for like a serious work or something mm-hmm. like that, I would not replace. Yeah. My my headset, but for you know like a, I'm just using them around the house mm-hmm. or I go to the gym and I wanted to have like some a headset that I could listen to some stuff in that's not like in ear. Yeah. Um, I, I like these and I think I would prefer them to something like I definitely would prefer them to something like a Beats or something like that I, I mm. like them I like the way they sound better than Beats they're they're kind of comparable in like the bassiness when they're when they're um, set up properly yeah <laughs> um, so they're they're not but they're nowhere near as um, expensive so yeah let's talk about the Witcher series on Netflix. Have you seen the newest uh, trailer for that? I haven't seen the newest trailer. I've my wife keeps me up to date on most of the news that come out with it, but I haven't seen it. There's something something's been released in like the last week or two. I haven't seen it. So that, uh, around Halloween, I think it was like the day before Halloween, mm-hmm. they released uh, the final trailer because you're not supposed to be coming out in like a month. Yeah, and. Like Henry Cavill, I kind of was like, I don't know, in the first like promo shots where he mm-hmm. had like the big hair and he didn't like, he, like the, his wig looked like very fake. And yeah. his, you know, all that stuff, the, the butt chin, all that stuff, like his, because he's kind of like a real muscular, thick dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, mm, Geralt's kind of thin and light, but they, I mean, they like really like, they've got, they, they've got some, they did some magic there to make him mm-hmm. kind of feel more like Geralt. And I think he got the character down. 
I mean, he didn't really, he didn't really get, he didn't really get Superman's character down. He didn't, he, he didn't smile. He yeah. wasn't like magnanimous, you know, none of those other things. Um, I think he could do a good Geralt mm-hmm. because he he doesn't have to smile. Yeah, he doesn't have to have a lot of emotion. Yeah, he's got a lot of lot. So like, I'm kind of excited about it, and the 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 graphics look great. The only thing that could screw it up is is if they take the the story and they really mess it up. So yeah. like now now it's it's. As long as the graphics look like this throughout the series, which they mm-hmm. did good with Daredevil and all the other stuff, if they just if they mess up the story, but it doesn't seem like they're going to. It seems like they're going with the stories from the books, which were really good, and they could translate very well to film. There's mm-hmm. there's there's I think there's some changes, not not uh, everything. And I've read through enough of the books. I haven't read the like uh, two of them. Mm-hmm. I've read through enough of the books to know what happens and what they would need to have. You know like to be to be serious with i've played through um all the games that cd project red put Mm -hmm. out and i know that there's going to be differences between those games because they don't those games are inspired by the books but they're not yeah the books so all happen all after the books it does absolutely it's uh after the events of the books you know kind of at the end of the books there's like some events that happen and then this is Mm -hmm. supposed to happen afterwards i'm i'm super pumped about about this and if they follow the books and like everything kind of fits together like you can see the games being a something that comes after mm-hmm. uh, that so i'm i'm really i'm really stoked about this i think it's going to be great okay since you haven't really followed it i guess there's not much of a discussion we can have there yeah well <laughs> i mean i've i've followed to the sense that i know a lot of people were on the fence at the beginning and that people are kind of trying to warm up with it with time yeah. So I am I am hoping that it comes out well because it does. I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, I will. I'll let you know because the day it comes out, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not mm-hmm. like I might even take like some. Are time they gonna off release work. it all at once? I don't know. I don't. I I do. I'm getting tired of these places that are like, well, we know that you wanted a subscription service that we binge forever, but now it's gonna be weekly because we want to get extra money from those people that sign up for just one show. So the the only thing that I that I know about um, Netflix doing that, the only show that I've really seen them do that with was um, the Great British Baking Show. Mm-hmm. And that's actually being produced and released on a weekly schedule by like the BBC. Yeah. So they don't get it all at once. They're getting it as, but they're getting it released simultaneously or like the day after. Yeah. Well, I just know that, um, I think it was Netflix came out and said that they were exploring that model. Yeah. I was trying to do everything released weekly. I really hope that they don't do that. Yeah, me too. Because, because if they do, that'll, that'll kind of kill some of the, my excitement for it. And then I would wait until they release the whole thing to watch it. Yeah. Um, Well, that's what gets me is like, that's, that was really the allure of streaming originally was like okay yeah if you streaming a show that's on like tv you have to wait but oh look this is a netflix original or this is like a prime original or whatever i just got it all at once i can binge this you can't do that if you're gonna release your other shows well yeah exactly but it does so there there are some things about that that are great it does make it more consumable at a time if you do it like week at a time so i can watch an hour yeah, i have to take a day off work to watch 12 or 13 hours or, if, or yeah like, if you want to watch them all at once i mean i'm just thinking like <clears throat> when we like the good place right now is being released every week and it releases on fridays we don't always have the time sometimes you know 
we got to wait until the weekend or even like a week later to be able to watch it. Yep. Whereas BoJack Horseman just came out and it came out all at once as like eight episodes. And, you know, we didn't take a day off to watch it. We just, every night when the kid went to bed, we watched two or three and it was a lot of fun and we finished it in like a week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't buy into that it's more accessible by releasing it slower because people will just watch it on whatever their schedule allows them to watch it on. Uh, so, I, I I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I, I, well, yeah, and I wasn't implying yeah. you, but that, that yeah. is an argument that, like, Netflix and, you know, Prime, and even I think um, the new Disney service says they're going to follow that model. And that's one of the things I say about it. It's like, oh, it's more consumable. It's easier for you to know. You watch it every Thursday. Yeah, that's that that is trying to... that That is companies trying to go back to a model that where they can monetize this in, like, repeatable mm-hmm. sections. Uh, trying to go back to like that kind of cable model. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, so we brewed some cider about a week ago, uh, and uh, so by the time you 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 hear this, it'll be three weeks. Uh, but we brewed some cider, and uh, it seems to be going along pretty well. Every time I go and tap the the mm-hmm. thing, it pops up a whole bunch of bubbles. We'll go out and look at it later today. And then the next time we record, which will be our last episode, we'll be able to give you a little bit of information on it. Maybe even cool. have tasted it at that point if yeah. we wanted to, um, to let you know how it goes. Um, but otherwise, this is our second to last episode for the season. And then we're going to take a break uh, until spring and we'll do a spring set section in uh, 2020. And then we'll do a fall section in 2020 and we'll we're hopefully going to be on a brewing schedule that's actually legit this time and mm-hmm. not just uh, we brew twice in a year. Yeah. <laughs> I w- I'd like to get like four or five times in a year uh, going. So, uh, But we're, we're, we're going to try to focus on the cider and getting that cider uh, uh, recipe in, like kind of dialed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you want to say about that? Like kind of give a promo? Mm, not really. I think I'm no. good. I'm just... No. I'm excited for to, to try it. It's uh, going to be our first run that we've done, at least when the podcast was running, at like a sweet cider. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Well, we're we're trying to get nail the base cider in, and mm-hmm. then then we're going to back sweeten it to make it more consumable. Um, but that said, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll catch you next time for the last time for 2019.